Welcome to Split the Screen episode 43. Did you know it's 43? Are we actually counting that? We are, yes, because I remembered for once. Because I was like, you know what, I'm going to put it in the title. And then, oh wait, no, I don't know what number it is. So I went and looked and it is episode 43 of the greatest gaming podcast um, with an LGBTQIA plus bent to it. And speaking of which, we are joined by the one, the only... Ed Nightingale. Are you are you calling me bent? Yes. Is that what you're doing? You're as crooked as a you're as bent as a nine bob note. Wow. <laughs> How dare. How are you anyway, Edward? I'm doing alright. Look especially all right. twinkish today in your t shirt. I don't know about that. Did, did you <laughs> it's get just, did, it's just very warm. <laughs> did you get it from Top Man? Top man, Zara. No, River Island. I think it's Uniqlo. Oh, yeah. it's Uniqlo. I mean, day. I also couldn't be bothered to do my hair, so you've got you've got fluffy ad today. Well, luckily, people are uh, listening on the podcast, and they can just imagine. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, Bye. yeah. So the, uh, this is uh, split the screen. I'm Ben Ostwick, aka Biggest Benus, and every week we go and have a little chat about video games and things like that that's been happening in the news. Um, we are doing this live on a th- uh, Wednesday instead of Thursday because tomorrow is uh, not E3, but it's something else. It's the games Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest. That's yes, the one. That's the one. That is the... So like all the E3 announcements hopefully just get shoved into that. Although, well, we're going to get to the news soon, but didn't Jeff say that not to expect too many uh, new announcements? Well, should we should we talk through what's happening the next few days? We could do because I mean, yeah, they they said that they're not going to be that many new announcements, but there are just so many games that they've already announced and not released yet. So you're like, sure, cool. Well, that's understandable. Release some games now. Yeah, I mean, everything will be released next year, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, apart from a few things, I'm sure. Mario Strikers. That's out this week. Yes. Has the embargo dropped for that review yet? It has. The reviews are out. Oh my god! Let me let me see. What does it say on Open Critic? Because that's where I go. Because I've uh, I've got a profile on there for some reason. Um, yes, and I can tell you now that Mario Strikers Battle League has a seventy-five rating, which means it's terrible. <laughs> I have heard mixed things about that. In that, it just. I think it plays quite well. It just doesn't have the features that you would want. So there's just not a lot to it apart from a sort of championship mode and an online mode. That's kind of it. And you're paying 50 quid full price Nintendo game um, for not a huge amount of content. And I think the online works quite nicely, um, but it's kind of reliant on that to give you something to play because there's not really a huge amount else. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly, when... When I think you told me it was £50 or $50 or whatever, I was like, wait, that game's not free. It just seems like such a a free, like a, a like free-to-play game. Because it's football. I mean, got the, mm. the main um, competition, really, is um, 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 the car racing football one. Rocket, Rocket League. League. It's kind of Rocket League-y in that it's um, you know a sort of silly take on football mm-hmm. with uh, or soccer um, with uh, you know with small teams and sort of playing around with it and doing something silly. But Rocket League is free to play and mm. is online and has loads of silly things and lots of options. Whereas this sort of doesn't have that many options apart from an online mode and a sort of single player championship. There's only ten characters to play as, mm. and it's full price. That does sound so weird. So make of that what you will. Yeah. What would, um, like, things go, when it's Nintendo as well, so yeah, they can go and uh, you can customize your characters or whatever. But, like, I feel like Nintendo is quite strict with the customization uh, of their characters and various things. Like, you've got literally, in, what's it, in uh, Mario Kart, there's uh, Mario. There's, like, the baby Mario, which is actually a different character. And then there's, like, gold Mario. And I think it's silver Mario. So like you can't really you can't metal customize Mario. or is it metal Mario? You can't customize. They've never been a massive fan of customizing characters. So and that's pretty pretty much where these free to play games go. Which that's it. Which True. is why you're probably not going to do it. So this game you can customize your characters from mm-hmm. what I've read. Um, so they all have their their different stats. 
um, for strong or speedy or technique or whatever. And you earn coins through repeatedly doing the championships and you can spend those on um, different armors and outfits for your characters that basically tweak their stats. So Toad is obviously a really quick character and Donkey Kong's a really slow, heavy character. Um, and you're never going to make Donkey Kong as quick as Toad or Toad as strong as Donkey Kong. But you can tweak it so that they're a little bit more matched. Um, but yeah, it's just putting on armors to your characters. That's kind of it, really. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound too exciting. And I, well, when it goes free to play, maybe I'll play it. I mean, it won't. And it probably won't drop in price either because it's Nintendo. Yeah, they'd so, rather have you have lobbies for like 15 minutes trying to find a match than drop the price. There you go. Also, just add loads of modes after after it's released, like they did with uh, Switch Sports and Mario Golf. I mean, there is. I'm sure there are more characters coming. I think mm. um, whether they bother to add in new modes is a whole other question. I do not know. Ugh. Well, now the FIFA license is up. You know, <laughs> FIFA Mario, Mario, FIFA, sure, yeah, FIFA Mario. Sure. What about you? What have you been playing this? Well, we're we going to go games. Let's talk about Games Fest first, because that's the thing that everyone really cares about. Um, games Fest is happening tomorrow at 7 p.m. I will be streaming coverage of it. You won't be here because you're going to be working into the night. Oh, really? um, I'm not be sure how long it is um, because... So it's it's another Jeff Keighley thing, basically. It's like the Game Awards that's on at Christmas. Um, same thing, mm. but it's in the summer and there aren't any awards. Um, so whether it lasts another like five hours or whether it's kind of just an hour, an hour and a half, I actually don't know how long it is. Um, maybe I should know. Yeah. You might be maybe working until... Maybe already. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're going to... Yeah, because the type of thing Jeff Keighley would say. Or Keighley. Keighley or Keighley? Keighley. Keighley. Jeff Keighley. But it's spelled Keighley, like the northern town in the Yorkshire sure. Dales. Keighley. Um. Well, look, I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this into chat, uh, which is a Eurogamer guide to all of the Summer Games Fest things that are happening over the next few days, because there are numerous um, conferences and showcases and whatever happening. Um, it starts tomorrow, um, so that's 7 p.m. BST, that's 8 p.m. Europe, that is 2 p.m. East Coast, and 11 a.m. West Coast. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's basically the equivalent of E3, but it's going to be a mixer of different things um, from different publishers. Now, Nintendo aren't... So E3 used to be the main publishers with their own shows. Um, and since Nintendo started doing their own directs, everyone else came in and started doing their own versions of it. And so now there's no real need for E3, to be frank. Um, but, but it's coming Jeff back. It is coming in. back. Well, in whatever capacity, Jeff has swooped in for the Jeffs, um, and uh, it's it's basically just going to be a load of trailers from a mixture of loads of different publishers. What's going to be there? Who knows? As he said, don't set your expectations too high. Um, it's only things that have already been announced, so there's not going to be anything brand new in theory. But there are plenty of things that have been announced that we don't know very much about. And there are a couple of like big rumors around. One of them is Silk Song, which is the Hollow Knight sequel, um, which was in a tweet. Jeff tweeted something about um, about him receiving some secret in an email, and then the guy who does the marketing for Silk Song replied to him, being like, "Oh, I approve of this." And so everyone's suddenly like, "Oh my god, it's going to be Silk Song mm. at last!" Now. It's interesting if that is done here and not in the Nintendo Direct, which is what people expect because it's coming to Switch. Um, so that would be very interesting. The only other thing that was a bit of that, that could be there, which would be a brand new one, is it was leaked yesterday, I believe, that uh, Kojima is working on a new horror game. Yeah. Um, and this sort of leaked out. Obviously, he was meant to be doing silent hill it never happened he left he did his own studio he made death stranding uh -huh. but it's heavily rumored that he's been working on something else um death stranding also too. he and jeff Keighley are big pals so 
maybe he'll announce that who knows i'm um, down i'm down for more kojima stuff i've uh, you know death stranding got me into the i know it's i was a bit late i did play a bit of metal gear solid i enjoyed it but like death stranding got me into his weird mind well you're gonna have to go back and play the metal gear solid games for sure i have played the first and a bit of the second that's not enough and a bit of the fifth as well <laughs> i like the fifth because it was kind of like it was a stealth until it wasn't stealth. And then when it wasn't stealth, they were like, you know what, I'll let you escape from this absolute, you know, certain death moment. And like, I feel like that game is really good at keeping your heart racing. Um, mm. Like I was doing a, I was, I sneaked into some kind of base and yeah, then I got caught. And so it just turned into this big gunfight and I ended up running out and I did what I needed to do and escaped with everybody shooting and following me. And at the end of it, I was like, I know that they were very, very generous with uh, not killing me in that, but yeah, it felt amazing. See, my problem with the Metal Gear games, as much as I love them, is that I always want to be like the perfect assassin. So, or, or stealth of, of, you know, not seeing Splinter Cell's for that. Seen. So maybe, I've never played a Splinter Cell, maybe <gasps> I should. So I'm very much like, I've been seen shit, like restart. And oh, I will right. just keep restarting and doing it so that I get like the perfect run. <laughs> yeah. I love in the chat. Cap says, oh, yay, more pretentious games from Kojima. I cannot wait. And Nate mm. Gay says, uh, if you can't understand it, then it doesn't mean it's pretentious. Yeah, it just, it just went over Cap's head. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. There's not a lot to understand. Hey, Death Stranding is all about openness and togetherness and Trump and Brexit. Because that's what he said, actually. Splinter Cell was really good. I loved Splinter Cell. I used to sit with a guide so I knew exactly where to go, but I still felt really cool doing it. <laughs> oh, you're a filthy cheater. Excuse me. I'm Shocking. sure I heard that you've been Shocking. on uh, Google trying to work out how to beat people in uh, Elden Ring. Absolutely not. Um, anyway, so Summer Games Fest tomorrow night. catchphrase. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so who knows what we're going to see? Lots of stuff. Um, don't get your hopes up for like, I don't know, anything major from the big, big developers. Um, but hopefully some interesting stuff. Um, Summer Games Fest is tomorrow, but the sort of summer of gaming is lasting longer. Um, it started last week already with mm. the Sony State of Play, uh, which was last Thursday and had what is probably my favourite announcement of this entire summer season, which is Final Fantasy 16. And mm. I am absolutely fucking stoked about it. To say, to say that Ed squealed uh, would be an understatement. Um, I definitely screamed when a did lot. You, we streamed, yeah, because we did the podcast last Wednesday, didn't we, as well? So it was before. No, we did it Thursday, but it was during the day. And then we went to that yes. video game concert. Oh my and God. then we watched it in the evening. Yes, 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 that is right. The video game concert was pretty good. It was. Do you want to give us it your... Was honest review um my honest review was that the music was um was well played um i thought the compare was a bit up her own ass um and one of the best conducted pieces was funnily enough the one she composed herself um and there was a lot of like oh here are all my important composer friends um which was a little bit arrogant um, but some nice choices of music. Um, I just generally prefer the more intimate um, pieces, such as Ori and the Will of the Wisps and um, a lovely piece from The Last of Us, yeah. as opposed to lots of bombastic war <clears throat> themes like Halo and some shitty Fortnite thing. Um, yeah, and, and lots of World about, of Warcraft fantasy world music. What about the piece from Resident Evil 5 that was the most random thing? Yeah, I was less keen on that. Mm. Um, but they finished with One Winged Angel. Well, no, they finished with a, a weird medley of music inspired by Zelda, which was a bit odd. Again, a, an original composition. Mm. Original arrangement, anyway. But it was a really fun night out. It was nice to be at the Royal Abbott Hall, which is, uh, is in London, is an incredible venue. Um, always lovely to hear music there. Um, lots of nerds getting very excited about video game music. Oh, there was someone, the very annoying person, whooping. You do not whoop at the Royal Albert Hall. No, how dare. How dare. <laughs> kind of people whoop. Yeah, get, exactly. like, yeah, gamers are the worst. Like, they were talking about World of Warcraft. She was talking about World of Warcraft, and then just 
people randomly shouting for the horde. And I was like, oh my God, get back to your basement. You unwashed, stinky, you know, unclean, un I don't know, arsehole, just fuck off. Oh, let's yeah. not stereotype Ben. People that play World of Warcraft and whoop and shout for the horde at the Royal Albert Hall should be just locked away, incarcerated. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do it themselves anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Not too, uh, you know, I don't think that's too extreme. No, no, that's, that's <clears> definitely <throat> a completely normal opinion. Yeah. And then we watch the... I um, just want people to shut the fuck up because I'm here to listen to music and I'm not here to listen to whooping. So I pay to listen to an orchestra. Please pipe down. Yes. At least nobody shouted, Leroy Jenga God. That's a blast from the past. Elliot's showing his age. I do not understand that reference. No, I don't either. But I remember people, we used to shout it about 10 years ago. Maybe longer. Um, really? Yeah. Okay, well, please I... explain. Because <clears throat> I, I do not understand that reference at all. I'm not quite sure the reference, but I, know, I remember it. I remember the time when people did it. Um, but yeah, before we do that, we're going to, yeah, we went, then afterwards we watched the uh, summer, uh, not summer game show, the PlayStation game show. State of play. That's it. The state of it. Shall I, shall I give you a rundown? Of, oh, it's a of wow what meme. Was, what was shown? I didn't know that was a wow meme, Leroy Jenkins, actually. I just, I knew it was a meme, but I didn't know it was from World of Warcraft. I don't See, play I don't, it. I play I proper play MMO. No. <laughs> play, play proper MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV. It was a whole video. Okay, I'm going to have to go look that up. Oh. Definitely. Well, there was, I thought it was actually a really strong state of play, to be honest. There mm -hmm. was a lot of really good stuff in there. They previously said that it was going to be third parties and PSVR, yes. um, which was certainly the case. There was no God of War. There were no, there was only one first party thing. Actually, there were two. Um, but there was a lot of really, really strong stuff. Um, it started off with the definitely not already leaked mm. Resident Evil 4 remake. Oh, and that looked good. It does look good. It's a mm. game I've never finished. I Me played neither. it on the GameCube, the original version on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. None of these HD or Wiimote things, the proper original version, but I never actually finished it. And I feel like I really should. Um, but this remake looks really stunning. My only criticism is that I don't understand why, because okay. it's not that old. It's already been done in HD it sort of set the template for a lot of third-person shooters and a lot of horror games. I don't really know why they've chosen this one. Oh, because Especially everybody a lot of people... loves it. Well, I know. Okay. It's an obvious moneymaker, sure. Mm. Um, my preference, to be honest, would be Code Veronica. Yeah. And that's because, A, it's the next one that they haven't redone because they've already done one, two, and three. So that'd be nice. And secondly, I've never played Code Veronica and I would like to. Mm. So having a remake of it would be a nice option. But they seem to have skipped that and gone to four. Maybe they'll go back to Code Veronica. But four is like probably like one of the most critically acclaimed ones since you know they started remaking them. Um, I played it for a bit. I thought it was all right. I didn't particularly like the... I do not like um, quests where you have to look after people. Um like protection oh yeah quests. ashley is annoying as hell yeah very yeah. annoying that part and but you know what i played of it i was like leon, okay cool leon leon fuck off <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that but hopefully in this next game oh my great it'd be great if you could have um co-op somebody plays her and stops whining and like will defend that'd, herself that'd be interesting i mean i think it would be interesting to see what they change because it's a really complete game that plays very well still. Mm. Hence me thinking there's not much of a need for a remake. Um, but obviously when they remade 2, they sort of changed puzzles around, bits of story. So whether they go that route and actually change things around quite fundamentally or not, I think will be interesting to see what they do with that. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll play it because I love the remakes. I even, oh God, I still haven't finished 3 remake actually. And I've done most of it because I think the game's only like two hours long. Uh, but I've done the majority yeah, of three, but sure. two I loved. I loved two. Loved two. Enjoyed what I played of three um, of the remakes. I mean, I love seven. I enjoyed Village. I, I've become a bit of a Resident Evil fan of late. Uh, so I can't wait for four. Village definitely got me back into Resident Evil. 
Oh. I I am less of a fan of the action games. My favorite one is the first one, but the GameCube mm. remake, um, because I just love that old school puzzle solving horror atmosphere as opposed to like over the shoulder action. Um, I'm also slightly less keen on the first person perspective. I just like mm. third person games. I like a game where you can see your character. Um, I the first so I was a bit less scarier, keen on, on seven. Okay, I, I really enjoyed 7. Because um, I played the majority of it me, in VR. I really enjoyed 8, and I really liked that it brought in different elements. You know, it had that mansion vibe of the first game, mm. but also the sort of shooting of the fourth game um, and, and bits of 7 with the perspective, um, and obviously Lady D. Um, and speaking of mm. Resident Evil Village, uh, it's coming to PSVR 2, <gasps> which oh. means that we can all get stepped on by Lady D in VR. Yes. which is an absolute dream come true. And there's a meme where somebody's like what playing on VR and they've got like a belt around their neck and uh <laughs> nipple ta- and like nipple clamps and stuff and just like yeah me playing <laughs> Resident Evil Village in VR. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm um, I'm I don't think I will play in VR because I've already finished the game, but um I loved playing 7 in VR. And that is see, I weird. would love to, I'd love to play Village again. Because I I reviewed that last year when it came out, and I played the entire thing in two nights, and I whipped through it so quickly. I then watched a lot of people play it on Twitch because it was the game last mm. summer that everyone on Twitch was playing. Me so included. I watched it again, which was then really really fun to watch people's reactions, knowing you know when Lady D was going to come in, knowing that creepy baby thing was going to come yeah. in, um, and the thought of that in VR is absolutely terrifying. Um, but I would quite like an excuse to play it again to remind myself what it's all about, what it's all about. So VR2 could be a good way of doing that. Yeah. Um, a couple we'll more it. VR2 Stream games. It. Maybe, maybe. A couple more VR2 games. Um, a Walking Dead zombie game, which I'd rather play Resident Evil. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming, which okay. I think could be very fun. I do like No Man's Sky from what I've played. and I wonder what the... yeah. I... I keep meaning to go back to to No Man's Sky because there's just there's so but there's just so much um like new content there. I don't know where to even begin. But I think I'll just like wipe everything and restart yeah. it and see what it's like. Fair. Mm. And then the first first party game, which is Horizon Call of the Mountain, Ooh. which is going to be a VR game set in the Horizon world. Um, I'm pretty sure you're not playing as Aloy. I don't know if she's going to feature. I feel like. She should do because she's the main character. Mm. But there's lots of uh, lots of pretty graphics and uh, and lots of big robot things. So yeah. that sounds cool. I mean, to be fair, seeing these trailers, you can really, really see the step up in graphical quality between the first PSVR and this new one. There is a really big leap. It's not going to be as detailed as PS5 normally because it's obviously got to go through the headset and you know the quality is just not quite there. Mm. Um, but there is a big step up in quality from from previous VR headsets, which is impressive, I have to say. Mm. I am, uh, yeah, looking forward to playing it. I love the first, I love the uh, first PSVR, but pretty much like most of my favorite games in that were, apart from Resident Evil 7, obviously, were quite like rhythm-based games or kind of psychedelic uh, experiences. For example, yeah. Res Infinite and Thumper. I loved both of those. And obviously Beat Saber. Um they were and Tetris Effect. They were my like go-to favorites. So yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they do with the new one. Also, I would love to try out some new um, some games that are maybe a little bit more, you know, maybe some uh, RPGs. I know Skyrim came out on the PSVR. I don't know if I'd go into playing that, but something of similar quality uh, in PSVR that like you know you want to sit down and play for quite a few hours at a time. That could be fun. Yeah. Just something without motion sickness. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to vom after playing. Yeah. You need to get your um, VRC legs. I do. I do. Uh, the other first party announcement is that Spider-Man Remastered is coming to PC. So yeah. that is the next uh, big Sony game to come to PC after God of War and Horizon and Days Gone and kind of Death Stranding, even though that's not first party. Um so yeah, Spider-Man's coming. And Sony are having a real push to PC at the moment. They're trying to make loads of extra money from that. And Spider-Man is the obvious game because it's it's Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. It's obviously going to sell. So that's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. 
Also, speaking of PSVR 2, I'll come back to PSVR 2. From the like the trailers that came out and the announcements of when they were going to be released, I kind of got the impression that it would come out later this year. I feel like it might be next year. Just in the, in the sense of making enough hardware that like it's it's hard enough for them to make a PS5 mm. um, because of you know chip shortages and all this sort of stuff um, that is continuing and getting better but continuing um, because of COVID nineteen. I just feel like they're going to really struggle with manufacturing enough PSVR two headsets to be able to sell them. So whether the tech, I'm sure the technology is all there and it's all complete, and I'm sure that games are relatively complete. Something like Village is just porting it. I mean, just porting it. There's obviously a lot more to it than that, but the game exists. It's not, you know, from the ground up. But I still think it's going to be next year. We shall see. We shall see. I'd love to be proved wrong. Same. I would love you to be proved wrong. It doesn't happen enough. You always, you always want that. I do, yeah. Um, the next thing shown was Stray, uh, which is this game from Annapurna, where you're playing as a cat in a cyberpunk city. Uh, and it's coming out on the 19th of July. And it's also coming out um, as part of PlayStation Plus on mm. the higher subscription tiers. Um, so I'm actually really excited about that. I was thinking earlier I might stream that because that looks like a really, really cute little stream game. Yeah. Um, so that looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Callisto Protocol, which is from the guy who created Dead Space, who isn't working on the Dead Space remake, but is instead making this, which is essentially Dead Space Part 2 with a different name. Um, it's it's creepy, alien-esque sci-fi, and it looks pretty scary, but pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would love it if it was co-op. Um, because I don't know if I'd be able to play it on my own, but we will see what the reviews are like, whether I play it or not. Also, could be a good stream game mm. for people who like horror. Yeah, not me. Uh, we had Rollerdrome, which I can't remember what this was. Oh, it's like a roller skating combat game, mm-hmm. which looks quite fun if that's your thing. Okay, <laughs> uh, coming out 16th of August. Very pol- politician's answer there. If you and like this was... game, then you will enjoy it. There you go. <laughs> Then there was Eternites, which is an anime action game meets dating sim, which just seems like lots of anime boobs, to be honest. It looked quite fun. If that's your thing. Um, then Street Fighter VI, which we all presumed was coming, mm. um, which, you know, I'm not a massive fighting game fan, but you can't deny that Street Fighter is a huge name. So yeah. that's a great win for Sony to have here. It is also coming to Xbox and PS uh, and PC. Yeah. Um, if you're going to play a fighting game, life. if you're like, I want to play a fighting game, the one you're going to go for probably first is Street Fighter. Yeah. Not Smash. It's it's the absolute classic. It is. I mean, that's a lie. You're going to go for Soul Calibur, but you know, that's uh, me. When was the last time a Soul Calibur game came out? A while ago. There you go. <laughs> but the first one was great. Mm. A Mortal Kombat. Fatality. Ooh, Mortal Kombat 2 and the Mega Drive. I definitely had that when I was about nine. <laughs> 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 I should not have had that. No, thanks, no. parents. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, this is a fighting game that's really gory. This is cool. Really gory. But I hated fighting games. I still do. Uh, next up was Tunic, which is coming to PlayStation, which if you haven't already played, you definitely should. If it's your um, type of game. it's Because it's my type of game, so I enjoy it. Um, but yes, definitely go play that. Also, uh, No Clip just earlier today have done uh, a new video that is interviewing the uh, creator of Tunic about the how they created the game, which is well worth a view. So I'd recommend that. Uh, penultimate game was Season, A Letter to the Future, which is some sort of narrative game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last up was Final Fantasy 16, which was the <gasps> big one, which I was absolutely praying for. And it was there. And I'm very excited about it. Um, he squealed. I, I squealed a lot. I creamed my pants. I had a wonderful time watching that trailer about six times in a row. Mm. And not only because I was writing a news article on it, but because I wanted to. Um, honestly, like when when the music kicked in at the end and it was chanting the summon names as they all came up at the end and I was just like, ah! Oh, it does look good. It so good. And, and, with all, so good. and then they released the names of the people that were uh, like all the people who are in charge of like the various um, areas of the game. And it's just like 
this is going to be a very good game. Hopefully it's not too many cooks and all that, but uh, like pretty much everyone in each position is the one that you want for it. So it, it could be like a medley of just a perfect Final Fantasy game. Not to build it yeah. up too much, you know, and overhype it, but this could be the perfect game. <laughs> I can but hope. Um, I, I love that it's going back to a medieval setting. I love that it's focusing on the summons or the icons, as they're called here. Um, I'm hopeful that there's not some boring crystal bullshit behind it like there usually is, and that it it feels like it's more sort of political, intriguey, medieval, Game of Thronesy almost, um, which mm. I'm down for. Um, Yoshi P's direction exactly capped. Um, there's there's definitely a big influence of 14 in there, yeah, uh, which is great. But combat is much, much more action-focused. The combat designer um, designed Devil May Cry, um, or at least worked on it. Um, so it's it's going down a sort of character action route. And I know a lot of people are sort of bemoaning the lack of turn-based combat. But for me, you can get that in so many other sort of retro games, indie games, the HD2D games. Final Fantasy, especially more recently, has is a series that I think is becoming known for experimenting and for pushing the boundaries of what a JRPG can be, that it's not just sticking to the conventions as much as there are conventions of Final Fantasy, um, especially things like experimenting with a combat system, making it more action heavy. Um, and this feels like they're just going all out action game. And Stranger of Paradise proved that that can work because actually the combat in that game is great. Yeah. Um, so I feel like actually this could be really interesting. Um, I'm worried that it might end up being a little bit too flashy. I'm worried that the UI, the UI looks a little bit busy. There's a, they showed gameplay of combat in the trailer, and there's a lot of shit going on. A lot of menus, a lot of like combos and damage and boom, which looks a little bit too much. So I hope they dial that back. Um, but it looks really flashy. It looks really fun. I'm interested to know if you're going to have any party members, because so far they've only shown Clive in combat, who is your main guy. Um but the music was incredible. I love the graphical style. Like I say, I love the medieval setting. Um, I just, I'm a Final Fantasy fanboy, but I just can't help but be incredibly excited about this. And in all honesty, nothing else over the next few days is going to beat that reveal for me. Mm. Same. I'm looking, really looking forward to it. I hope there's some nice crossover in Final Fantasy 14 as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, I bet they will do that. I bet they've got something cooked up already. Hmm. But that's coming out next summer, so there's a long, a long way to wait. Yes, I mean I've already got the. In fact, actually yesterday I was playing some Final Fantasy fourteen, and I uh, put on my glamour for so I can be Noctis. I've got my Noctis, um, yes, gear on. Which do you have the car great. as well. I do have the car. I've got literally like zero MGP the uh, because I, I bought. Say, I that spent, is an expensive vehicle. <laughs> oh, I spent quite a while. Uh, yeah, quite a while grinding uh, to get those. To get those uh, yeah. coins or whatever they're called, <laughs> the golden source of coins. Yeah, indeed. So anyway, so that was last week. Tomorrow <laughs> is the Summer Games Fest, and then on Sunday, the next big one is the Xbox and Bethesda <gasps> Showcase. I didn't realize. That was um, on what time on Sunday? That it's Sunday night. I can't. I can't remember the time. Night night. <laughs> night night. Night night. Um, it is. Uh, let me find out. It's 6 p.m. UK time. Okay, that's manageable. So yeah, so that's 1 p.m. East Coast and 10 a.m. West Coast. Um, so I am maybe not excited about this showcase, but I'm very interested in it. Mm -hmm. The main reason being that basically Microsoft's biggest games, you know, Halo is already out and people want to see what's happening with season two, but I think people have been very disappointed with it so far. So who knows what's going to happen with that? Their other biggest games are all Bethesda games, essentially. Um, and the biggest two are Starfield and Redfall, both of which have been delayed into next year when they were meant to be coming out this year. And that means that Xbox's release slate is looking very quiet. Um, now, I'm pretty sure that Starfield is going to be the main event at this showcase. They kind of have to show it because people are so hyped about this game. It is the, the next game from Todd Howard. That is his name, isn't it? Todd Howard. Don't you people have phones? Um, was sorry? That him? Was that him? Don't you people have phones? 
I have no idea what you're saying. Don't but you sure, people let's go with that. Have phone the Diablo Immortal thing. No, it wasn't. No, it was just a no. random guy. Oh, he's not in that. No. Ignore me. That's uh yeah, he's not Ignore Ben, as per usual. Yeah. Um Todd Howard. So he he is Elder Scrolls and he took on the Fallout uh games. Um this is their first new franchise in like 19 years, I think it is. Um it's it's a big sci-fi epic. Um we haven't really seen very much gameplay at all. Um, but people are very interested in this. And considering the amount of money that Xbox or Microsoft bought Bethesda for, this is a huge part of that. So I'm not surprised that it's been delayed because Microsoft needs this game to be good. It is going to be their big number one reason to buy an Xbox Series X or S is this game. So it needs to have a good showing. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be there on Sunday in all its glory. Um, But it won't be out till next year. So... In the meantime, Xbox have a lot to prove in terms of what is coming out the rest of this year. And there are various things that they've got in the pipeline. There's a new Forza Motorsport. Um, there's things like Fable. There's yes. Avowed, which is a big new fantasy thing. Um, it's uh, You're right, Manatee. It's Todd Howard's personal pet project is Starfield. So it's a big, big deal. Um, there's also Redfall. There's, um, there's other bits and pieces but most of it is coming out next year. So mm. I think there could be some really good stuff in the showcase, but how much of that is actually coming out in the next six months and is going to be playable soon is a very, very big what if. So keep your eyes peeled on Sunday because it could be very, very interesting. I hope they get out some uh, some decent things coming out because I do have my Xbox Series X and I'm always looking for an excuse to play stuff. And with there being you know such a great uh, offering... Uh, Game Pass. I hope they do announce some uh, some games coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, all the big games will be coming to Game Pass. Yeah, um, but not. For but a while. I, you know, there's been this whole thing of oh, I'm getting rid of Game Pass because there aren't any big games in it. And the thing is, like, there are tons of games on there. There's there are brand new games that are you know fairly big releases. There are some really interesting indie games. There's also loads of old games that get put on there. Um, you know, loads of there's like 360 games on there and Xbox games on there. Um, you know, there's plenty on there that I think it's still well worth keeping a subscription. Um, yeah, yeah, stick with it. I will. Uh, like uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. If that's your thing. They did just announce uh, the Top Gun. I think they just released actually the uh, Top Gun uh, tie-in, which I'll have to give a give it a play at some point. Exactly. It's just every time you load it up, it's like, we've got to download 20 gigs. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. All the time. And then there's one last big one, which is Monday, which is the Capcom showcase, which again, they basically said, don't expect anything new. It's going to be probably, uh, it was around 35 minutes of news, but it's going to be on existing games. But then again, this is Capcom. That means there's Street Fighter 6. That means there's Resident Evil 4. That means there's Resident Evil Village VR. That means there's the new Monster Hunter expansion coming to uh, the Switch and PC game. Mm-hmm. Um Monster Hunter Rise. Um, it means loads of stuff. Capcom are massive. They they have a lot of really good games coming. So um, yeah, Capcom next Monday uh, is another big one to look out for. And then between all of that, there are various other ones. There's the PC gaming show on Sunday. Um, there's the future game show on Saturday. Another one I think is going to be of interest to people here is the Wholesome Games Direct, which is also on Saturday. Um, which is probably only an hour or so, um, but it will be focused on sort of wholesome, lighthearted, cute, cozy games, generally very non-violent, um, generally lots of indie games. Um, like, I, I think like unpacking or that kind of a vibe of just like really interesting, cute indie games, mm-hmm. um, probably quite diverse as well. Um, so that is on Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. And this then, Saturday. Sorry? This Saturday or the Saturday after? This Saturday. Wow. This Saturday. Um, And then there's also Nintendo. And who knows if we're going to get a Direct soon. It's the typical E3 season of it being June. It's usually when they drop something. Um, You'd think that they would have something soon in that, you know, there's the new Fire Emblem game that is coming out in a week or so's time. Um, There is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out in a month's time 
There is Splatoon oh, God, yeah. 2 in September. Um, there's potentially Bayonetta 3. It's about time we got some Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay. Um, if they drop a direct, you can be pretty sure that most of those are going to be on there. So be a good one. fingers crossed we get a direct soon. Yes, yeah, so it seems to have the opposite of uh, Xbox. We've got yeah, Xbox has got nothing coming out this year, everything next year, and then it's and they're gonna do a uh, showcase. And then we've got Nintendo who are like, yeah, we've got loads of really big games coming out this year. Obviously, Zelda not this year, but we're not gonna tell you about it until we're just about to release it, which I kind of appreciate. But I mean, they have got release dates. We just quite like to see some other stuff. But speaking of yeah. which, the uh, Fire Emblem, uh, what's it called? Three Houses of something three. Um, warriors it is fire emblem warriors three hopes three hopes that's it um that just had a uh uh like a demo release today so there is it, there is Give the uh, the demo. game is out on the 24th of june um but there is a free demo that's out today that is basically the prologue which is the mm-hmm. first three chapters however long a chapter is in that game i don't know and um when you play through that, your progress carries over if you get the main game. Ooh, they'll make me buy um, it. That's how they got me with uh, Octopath Traveler. Oh, Cap says it's very good. Oh, there we go. I'm I'm intrigued to play it. I I really enjoyed Three Houses, and I also really enjoyed um, Age of Calamity, the Zelda uh, Warriors game. Um, well, both of them actually, because there were two. Um, so I'm actually quite intrigued by this. But I also feel like I want to play three houses again because mm-hmm. I've only done one playthrough of that and I want to choose a different house and play through it again and see the different story. And I feel like as much as I don't think you have to know about that game to play this new Warriors game, I feel like you kind of do to get the best out of it. So I mm-hmm. sort of want to play through it again. Such a good game. It is. Probably one of my favorite Switch games. I'm trying to think which of... Which games I preferred on Switch? I mean, uh, well, there's just so many, actually. Animal Crossing, obviously. Zelda was great. But, like, Fire Emblem is definitely, you know, S plus tier. Yeah. For me, like, Breath of the Wild is the best game on the Switch and will probably never be beaten unless Breath of the Wild 2, whatever it might be called, happens to be better. But, yeah, for me, Fire Emblem's up there. Luigi's Mansion 3 is also up it's there. It's a good game. I fucking love that game. Mm-hmm. I'm re- Again, that's another one I'm really tempted to play again. In fact, just that's the thing about Switch games. Like they're all so good and so playable that I would gladly just play them repeatedly, as opposed to a lot of other games where I'm like, played it, I'm done, move on, mm. not interested. That's very true. And anyway, um, shall we talk about what we've been playing? We kind of not too far away from the end of the show, so let's start about talking about what games we've been playing. Well, there was lots. Of, there's lots of news coming, which there I think is. is important for. People to listen out for. And then next like... week we can discuss it in oh, more God. detail what we liked. Yeah, I think next week's podcast might be a little longer than uh, an hour, but we will <laughs> see. See how many games get announced. Um, so, Ed, what have you been playing this week? Well, I'm going to be really, really fucking boring because I'm still playing this one game that I cannot fucking finish, uh, which is Elden fucking Ring. Um, but you have been some very big bosses, haven't you? Indeed, I am on the home straight. If I do not finish this game this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have permission to like hit me on camera next week. Wow, um, I'll get banned, but sure, sure. Um, yeah, I am. I am on the home straight. My aim has been to at least do all of like, or at least most of the ones I can find, the unique bosses because there are so many repeated bosses and repeated areas, mm. and I'm like, ah, I can't be bothered. It's boring. But the unique ones, I'm like, I at least want to do that. Um, and the last one of those, at the very least, was Melania, who I got to on Melania. Monday. Melania. I think it's Melania. You're thinking of Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. And she might be a bitch, but she ain't Trump. <laughs> um, so basically, it's an entirely optional area. It's a really, really difficult dungeon with really tough enemies, um, but they give you tons of runes. So it's really easy to level up. And then at the end of it all is Melania, who is generally considered the most difficult boss in the game. Mm. And um, I'd heard people got stuck on her for, for, for days, for weeks, for hours. Um, I managed to kill her in one hour. Yeah. Um, I'm quite impressed, but I'm also a filthy magic user. So it's always easier. What level are you? 
oh, like a hundred and fifty wow. something. Is there like a level cap or does it just keep going? Uh, it just keeps going. Okay. Well, no, I think there is a level cap, but it's super high. Okay. Because what happens, as with all the Souls games, is that when you finish them, you could then start a new game plus, and then you get new game plus plus, new game plus plus plus, and that goes up like 10 times. Okay. Um, so if you think it's hard now, it gets progressively more difficult in later new game pluses. Jeez. But obviously you're a much higher level, yeah. but it will then take you like way more runes in order to level up. So yeah, balance. Hmm. Um, but she is dead. I did it. Um, okay. And I have to say, it is probably the most fun that I've had with the game in all 96 hours that I've spent with it so far. Um, and yes, she's tricky, but I went into the boss fight knowing that. I knew she was coming up. I saw the fog door. I was like, right, this is it. I'm going to spend all my runes, so I've got nothing to lose. And I'm going to go into this, and I'm going to just enjoy it. And the opening cutscene of her is incredible. She looks amazing. It's a really, really cool looking... I'm trying not to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything, and I don't want to tell you how I did it either, because I want you to struggle. Um, (laughs) As if I'll get there. he looks amazing. Know. The boss area is really cool. It's got this really stylish cutscene. Um, I took a lot of screenshots. Um, so it looks amazing. Um, and I went into it thinking, right, this is going to be really difficult. So I'm not going to get stressed. And I'm just going to experiment. And I'm going to just try out different things and see what happens. And that for me has been the real joy of this game is when you get to a boss and you're like, right, I now need to think about what is my build do I need to change my build? What what weapons am I using? What spells am I using? What's going to work best against this character? What summons might I want to use? Um, let's learn the attack patterns. Let's work out when I can and can't attack. Um, and going through that process and then slowly succeeding, getting close, um, realizing that you've got a good strategy, you just need to do it. Um, going through that process has been the most fun of this game. Because what I don't like about the Souls games, and Elden Ring does this really annoyingly, is when you get to like the general areas at the end and they just put in just a standard enemy that has super high health and super high strength and kicks the shit out of you. And you're just randomly exploring and some random bear just comes up to you and kicks the shit out of you. And you're like, no, now I've lost all my runes and I've all about to a grace and I'm miles away and it's really annoying. Whereas when you've got a grace just outside a boss and you're just repeatedly doing it and pushing yourself, Mm. testing the limits of the combat, that to me is really fun. And that's where the game really just, you know, goes off. And I love that. So I've really, really enjoyed that boss fight. Um, From here, I basically, again, without spoiling anything, I believe I've got one final area, a couple more bosses, maybe a bit of story. um, And that's the end. So in theory, I'm going to play a little bit tomorrow after the Summer Games Fest. If I don't finish it then, because I probably won't, it will probably be Friday. But by this time next week, by the podcast next week, I aim to have it finished. Wow. Well, good luck with that after your 100 hours plus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the game that I've been playing as well. I've been playing some Elden Ring. Obviously, I've been streaming whatever. Um, I did play a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV uh, yesterday, just loaded it up. Um, I started playing it a bit on the PS5, but the UI and the controls were not suited for my monitor. So uh, I'll save that for the big TV. Um, but yeah, and I've played, been playing a fair bit of Elden Ring as well. I got past a boss, which you probably got past on like hour 20. Um, the Rayo Academia boss fight. Renala, the That's queen it. of the moon, or whatever Ren- she's called. Yeah, she was great. That was such a fun boss fight. It did frustrate me a bit because it's like I'm killing these people around there really easily and then you go and fight a boss and you're like why is this boss kicking my ass when all the other things around here have not been kicking my ass but then i had a quick look online and i looked at like what suggestion what level suggestions there were for certain areas and it's like okay if you're in this area you know we suggest being this level just because i wanted to see kind of where you know whether i was over leveled or not because i was sometimes if i defeat a boss quite easily i'm like oh well i must be just over leveled i can't be that good uh, but no, apparently, so I was fighting her. She, people have recommended, well, this map I saw was 50 to 60. Um, and I was fighting her at like 48. So I was like, oh, okay, that's why she's kicking my ass. Um, <laughs> so I leveled up a little bit. I think I killed her when I was level 52 or 53. So I was quite impressed in, in or quite the, impressed uh, myself. The jellyfish is your friend in that fight. 
See, I didn't use the jellyfish. I used wolves. Um, I mean, anything to distract her, to be honest. Yeah, because the wolves were different. I think it's because there were different wolves. But then she went and summoned wolves. And I was like, is that my wolf? Or is it the other wolf? I don't know. But I just went straight for her. Um, and yeah, managed to managed to kill it. It was annoying because I fought her maybe 10 to 15 times on stream. Died every single time. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try a bit off stream. So I went off stream and killed her in the first go. I was like, typical. That was very <laughs> typical. Um, but yeah, so then I had a little... It's um, a very cool boss fight, that one. Like, it yeah. looks... It looks stunning. Um, she looks really cool. It's a really cool design. Mm. Um, but again, it's those individual unique bosses, which tend to be the big story ones, yeah. I think are absolutely the best bosses in the game. Mm -hmm. But there are so many repeated ones elsewhere that just frustrate me. But those those big story ones are very memorable, which yeah. I really like, whether it be for the moveset or the setting or whatever. Um, there's a couple more you haven't done yet that I was a bit disappointed by, if I'm honest, because I mainly because I went back to them having explored everywhere else and I was really OP and I just found it too easy. So I was a bit bored by them. Um, but Melania uh, was was a good challenge. And at the time, Renala was also a good challenge. Yeah. Also, because I'm playing as a mage, I'm now wearing her hat, which is the big crescent one. Okay, yeah. Um, which gives you extra intelligence. And I also um, love the Death Stranding crossover with her. She's carrying her, her little, little BB. Baby. Yeah, she's got her BB. Um. <laughs> Miss will say it was such a Final Fantasy boss fight. Yes, it really was. Yeah, it was very magic yeah. and grand. And the academy overall is really cool. I think that area might be my favorite. You know, the whole Leonia mm. area is that sort of magical lake. Yes. It's almost always nighttime with twinkling lights. Mm -hmm. I mean, fuck the lobsters, I will say that. I agree. But then the sort of, of magical academy, like yeah. everything, it's like a sort of decaying castle made of stone, stained glass windows, uh, all very mystical. Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite area in the game. So yeah, I killed her in the academy and stuff, and I've still got some of the like the bonfires like shining the light back towards it. Does that mean I've missed something, or there's a quest in there to deal with? Um, I feel like they just always. You mean the grace, not the bonfires? But I know, I yeah, I know what you mean. The same thing. Um, also, can anyone else go near a point of grace without singing "Reach out and touch grace"? Or is that just me? Just you. Okay, that's just yeah. Um, I do that every time because um, it's literally like touch grace. I'm like reach out and touch grace. I don't um, think it's like touch grass. Also that. Yeah. Um, I think the lights that point in the right direction for those, I think they're just permanent. Okay. Because none of them are switched off for me, which means I've either missed something everywhere or I think they just stay on the whole time. Potentially. Hmm. So don't worry too much about that. I won't. All right. Well, that's interesting to know. And I'll keep exploring. Because then afterwards, um, I went and explored the castle in like the northwest near Iji, whatever his name is, or Ija, the um, the person that sells some uh, some yep. smithing stones and then defeated some person on a horse, which then unlocked three an area with three towers. And I then got my ass absolutely kicked by a giant red wolf. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm still enjoying it. I love that game, but I'm Does that not... that mean that you've met Rani the Witch now? I have met Rani the Witch. Mm. Mm. Very important uh, quest line with her. Okay, well, so I'll make pay sure. attention to uh, pay attention to what she says because yeah. it's very important. Okay, I will indeed. I haven't been following the story, but yeah, great, I will. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. It's basically you need to be Alden Ward. Okay, cool. Mm. What great. Does that mean, but that, I, I don't know. Mm. That's about all I picked up. Apart from just spend hours exploring and killing bosses. Mm -hmm. A Rani cosplay. I'm trying to work out what she remember what she looked like. Rani. Well, she's blue with a massive witch's hat. Okay, I could do that. Oh, she yes. she is she has been the favorite cosplay character, to be fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, because she just paint your face blue and stick a big straw hat on. Yeah. Fair. I don't think it's quite that easy. Okay. Well, um, have you been playing anything else before we finish? Um, honestly, no, I've played a little bit of, I've been, actually, oh, that's a lie. I've been chipping away at Chrono Trigger. Yeah. The, uh, classic SNES game. Oh yeah. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. Um, but yeah, that's about it really. Um, on stream, I did play, um, Sword of the Necromancer, mm. which is a lesbian dungeon crawling game, uh, sort of Hades-esque. Uh, we are out to revive your girlfriend and uh, the sort of twist of it is that you can revive, uh, as you're a necromancer, 
you can revive enemies and have them fight for you. Um, and yeah, it's got a really cute art style to it, sort of pixel style. Uh, plays really nicely. Um, so quite simple, a little bit repetitive. Um, and it's the classic roguelike where you die, you go back to the beginning, so you have to keep fighting the same bosses every time. And that can be a bit repetitive. Um, I'm not sure if there's enough differentiation or progression as you go through the runs but there are some accessibility options where you can change whether you keep your levels or keep your items or not which is quite interesting mm. um so you can sort of tweak the game to your liking um but yeah it was very cute so i would i would probably recommend that as well we've also got the breaking news that uh, call of duty modern warfare 2 has been announced hoorah would you like to hear the main uh things that were announced i heard that the water's nice Probably too much water. Um, Call of Duty is returning to Steam, apparently. Um, so Call of Duty will be able to play on Steam. There's a big focus on AI in it. Uh, new multiplayer game modes, including Knockout and Prisoner's Rescue. Um, it's also been built on a unified engine technology. Connect to gameplay and ensuring Warzone 2, which has also got announced, feels like an extension of the Modern Warfare 2 universe. Um and there's vehicle combat and leaning out of windows and all this stuff like that. Um, swimming, which I don't think has ever been in uh, Call of Duty. Definitely not in multiplayer anyway. So uh, yeah, that will that is returning. But I do bloody love a Call of Duty, especially a Call of Duty campaign that's like uh, Modern Warfare. Did you ever play Call of Duty as a kid? As a kid? Yeah, like Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare back in the day was amazing. So I played... Well, this is the other thing that's confusing because it's Modern Warfare 2, but I'm like, well, what's it a sequel to? I remember sequel to playing, Modern Warfare. I think it's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Yeah. Which was the first Modern Warfare one, right? Because it wasn't World War 1 or 2. I think so, yeah. And that was PS3. Uh, I played that. Yeah. And I quite enjoyed it. The, the, the um, That's the one with that with the cool um, stealth sniper mission that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, and, the one in uh, um, Pripyat. Yeah, that whole campaign is about four hours, so that was just a nice that's the best, of playing that. Honestly, that's the best thing about um, Call of Duty campaigns, that you can do them in like four to five hours, and it's just like a, a really good action game. But that's what annoys me about the Call of Duty games, because I then I think I played Modern Warfare 2, or maybe mm-hmm. it was Call of Duty 5. I can't bloody remember. Um, one of them, The one that came after that, I also played through. But... What okay, what I like is that it's a really short campaign, like you say, it's an afternoon, it's like a blockbuster film, play through it, flashbang, explosions, boom, boom, pew, pew, done. Yeah, what a lovely afternoon. I'm not interested in playing the multiplayer of Call of Duty because I don't want to get my ass kicked by a five year old, so I'm not interested in playing that. So for me, I've then not bothered to play any of them because I don't want to spend like 60 quid on a brand new Call of Duty that I'm going to play for four hours and then it's going to sit on the shelf. So I've ignored them. So I don't, I I don't dispute that they're well-made, interesting games. Um, But I just, I don't want to spend all that money for a really short campaign that Mm. I'm never going to play again. That might be good then when it comes to, well, hopefully it'll come to Game Pass after the acquisition um, and you can play a couple other campaigns because yeah, the last one was so cool. I just they're they're there for kind of experiences. So you'll be like, okay, you can be you're in charge of a helicopter, you know, sending missiles, and it's all in uh, infrared, and you and it looks really realistic because obviously it's an infrared, and they can quite easily make that. You don't need fancy graphics for it, so you do feel like you're in charge. And yeah, they they're down. It's like the four hours or four five hours, whatever it is for a campaign, does feel a bit like a tutorial for the multiplayer, um, but also a showcase of everything that they've got. So they'll show the fanciest graphics and the coolest bits in it and then they're like okay now you can go and play the uh, the multiplayer and that's normally because if i've played it for four or five hours i've picked up obviously on the controls i feel a bit more i feel all quite confident but yeah to me I, I do like the call of duty multiplayer just because you can level stuff up so like the more you play the better you can level up the your weapons and you become more comfortable they become easier to control and yeah so you will you'll always get a fair few kills in call of duty yeah, on multiplayer. I am useless at those games, so I just it's not gonna happen for me. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you you've you've got your other things like uh, Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Give me interesting third person combat slash puzzle solving. Yes, exactly. 
if it doesn't come, yeah, I mean, if it comes on Game Pass, I, that'd be really cool, actually. If it does come on Game Pass and people do play the campaigns and go, whoa, these are really good campaigns. Um, because they are. They're really, really good campaigns. But yeah, they last about four to five hours. And people yeah. just play them to unlock whatever. Yeah, I mean, you play them, you unlock whatever skins or whatever things you've got for the um, for the main campaign. And then you go and, uh, for the multiplayer, and then you just go and pile into multiplayer and get leveling your weapons, leveling your operators or whatnot. And that's where the real meat of, of Call of Duty is. And if you're not into that, then it's a shame because that's uh, that's where most people spend their time. And a four-hour campaign no, probably isn't worth much. it. No, thank you very much. Fine. It's not for you, that part. Not for me. Although I do like that they're integrating a lot of stuff. Like I believe the Battle Pass um, covers Warzone plus like multiplayer. And I think playing the campaign also unlocks stuff on the Battle Pass as well. So... I do appreciate that, that it's all kind of linked. And apparently like playing through the campaign actually unlocks shitloads of stuff. It's actually better value or like for unlocking stuff is if you play through the campaign than actually play multiplayer. So all right. Well, there we go. Big announcement today anyway. Hopefully Warzone 2 will be good. Um but yeah, so that is it. We've gone over an hour. Oh dear. Well, Ed. Where can we find you? Stick around, by the way, because we're going to be playing a game called Core Keeper for the first time, um, which is a co-op survival um, kind of farming PVE game, which is getting very good reviews. And a lot of people, it's in early access and it's getting a lot of uh, very uh, decent reviews from people that have been playing it. So we will give that a go straight after this podcast. Absolutely. Where can we find you, Ed Nightingale? You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Ed underscore Knights with an N. And you can read my writing on Eurogamer. And you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash BiggestBennis or on Twitter at BiggestBennis1. And you can listen to this podcast and all of the old ones at splitthescreen.com. Do the thing. Well. Well, enjoy uh, the Summer Games Fest, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss all of the news and uh, give you our opinions on what we like the look of. Um, so we'll see you all next week. Be there or be split. <laughs> <laughs>